every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals centric specific show. And we, we are recapping something. I mean, kind of happy. And then something that's been, it's kind of frustrating. Uh, we, we bring you, uh, our, our take on the Arizona Cardinals playoff game. I am Javon J. Love Adams, and with me as always is the one and only Ed Easy Smith. He played not only professional baseball, but also played in the National Football League. He knows what the playoffs are all about. How you doing, my brother? Man, I'm I'm doing much better than the Cardinals, bro, and their fans. That was that was a rough one to watch, man. Yes, indeed. So we're oh. definitely gonna recap that. The Cardinals, they had the, the first Monday night uh playoff game. And they played, they went to Los Angeles to play the Los Angeles Rams. So we're going to get into all things about this game. This is what the, this is what this show is going to be about. Our thoughts on that, the kind of the aftermath, so to speak, in our, in terms of our, uh, I won't say knee jerk reactions, but just things that we have maybe been seeing all of this, uh, this time. And also, uh, it said in the show notes, uh, an article that maybe is something, uh, in terms of a writer, a local writer, uh, maybe calling for some action from the Cardinals. We'll get into that momentarily. But the final score, 34 to 11, the Arizona Cardinals, and it was worse than that. If you watch the game, it wasn't even that close. If I told you that, if just looking at sometimes the numbers don't tell the full story, it's 14 to 16, that was first downs, 14 first downs for the Arizona Cardinals, 16 first downs for the the Los Angeles Rams. Um, But some of the other numbers, they definitely stick out. Before we start to really get into this and tear it apart, what were what were your thoughts in terms of this game? And there's I know there's one play, I believe it took place in the second quarter. It was one of those chuck and duck terrible decisions that uh, Kyler Murray can make at times, mm-hmm. where it resulted in a in an interception, a pick six, but it was only of the three yard variety. But still, your thoughts on this game? If if this was a, a, a boxing match, uh, Jay. Uh, this reminded me of a, one of those early Tyson fights where <laughs> whoever the opponent was on, on the other side of the ring, it was one of those, it was over in the first round. I mean, this yes, one sir. was ugly from start to finish. You like to think there was a little nerves involved, but golly, not for, I mean, for what we saw yesterday, Jay, was a, a, a beatdown of epic proportions, especially because, you know, it's a playoff game. This is win or go home, and that was the effort that we put in, put up. And I'm talking from a coaching standpoint, game plan. I'm talking about players on the field that looked like they were in a daze. Kyler Murray looked like he was straight up just like confused. I mean, Oof. it was. I mean, you know, and here's the thing: you set the tone. You know, I think we started by getting the ball three and out, but then we stopped. Then we get the ball back. 
and then another free and out. And that was like the theme for the whole almost first first half. It was like we never got our feet on the ground. Yeah. We never got anything started offensively. And you, we can talk about that play with Kyler Murray. That is a not a backbreaker. That is a puts you in the hospital um, in traction Ooh, for man. weeks. That one was totally inexplicable, inexplicable. The you know the pressure coming, and you know he's going down, but he just flips it up in the air, and you know just basically a free pick six. They already have momentum, Jay. And he's was, done that before. He's done yeah. that recently, especially this last yeah. in this last quarter of the season or yeah. third of the season. He's done that type of play a couple of other times as well. And here's the thing: we've seen uh, Stafford do that a few weeks ago. So I mean, right. nobody's nobody's immune to it. But I'm just when you compile everything, the lack of there was no running game to speak of. Connor didn't even get his first touch until almost halfway through the second quarter. How do you justify that? I mean, you should come in with a game plan. If he's healthy enough to have the uniform on, we're going to utilize him to keep Stafford and that offense off the field, do whatever we have to do to ball control it. They did nothing. I mean, Kingsbury, no adjustments at all. I mean, I don't want to just keep running on about it. it well, I want to get to I want to get to Kingsbury in a second, but you mentioned something that I that in our our group text it was uh, me you uh, uh, of course Sean, Earl Sean. And, and Earl and, and Earl from Casual Casual Sports we were to- one of the things that came to mind and it and that that word was was posted and shared was scared it's they weren't scared right I mean that's that that's just us looking at it from the outside I mean you've played playoff games have you been in situations where you can remember maybe seeing a play seeing a teammate or looking across the way and seeing players that that moment was too big. The stage was too big that they were scared. See, that's where you, you hit it on the head. It's not scared because nobody's scared when you're putting, you know, I mean, you, you're every week you're putting your health and safety on the line when you're an NFL football player. You know, there are times when you might uh, be a little nervous. I just, the word scared is just from what we look at in their eyes, our assumption. But what okay. it is, Jay, it is you just you hit it on the head. The moment was too big for them. They were, I mean, befuddled and confused is what I would say they look like more. Meaning the tempo of the game from the Rams, they 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 did not come prepared for what they were about to experience, in my opinion. Okay. Once once they got there, you know, because everybody thinks what happens is everybody, man, this is just another game. We can go out there, you know, don't don't get too hyped. Don't then you get there, Jay, and huh. it is more than just a game. The the atmosphere, the remember I told you about the tempo. Last yes. week, you know, we talked about how fast the game is compared to even the regular season, how the regular season makes the preseason look like it's slow. So they got to this point in time, and some of it comes with experience. They didn't have enough guys who could maybe relate what it was going to feel like. Give you a prime example, Jay. Okay. I was only a few years in the league myself, right? You know, I've been played 10, 15 years. But when I was with the Lions in 99 and we made the playoffs, a lot of those guys were looking at me for experience because I'd gone to the Super Bowl the year before. Yeah. Even though I'd only had one year in the playoffs, guys were trying to figure out what is it like when we get there. And I tried to explain it to them. And <laughs> I'm telling you, we ended up going over to Washington to, to play the football team. We came back 45-10 defeat because it was, like I said, it was too big of a moment. And that's what I think what happened to the Cardinals here. They went over there thinking, okay, we're going to go out here. We're going to play this game. And the Rams were on a different level. 
The Rams were, you saw they were turned up, bro. Yes, yes. It was like they, I mean, they were in a frenzy. And we were never in that frenzy. And once you get caught up in it, once you, you know, it's hard to all of a sudden, okay, dudes, let's pick this up. Nah, bro. Once you get into it and you're not prepared to match their intensity, their speed, it snowballs. And that's exactly what happened. And that's why you got that look of like utter confusion because guys, you know, including Kyler Murray, he was like, what the hell is going on out here? They were ready to play. We weren't. And that goes to the coaching staff as well as the players on the field. So, again, I want to get to Kingsbury in just a second. But just because just because the moment was too big now, and, again, we, you don't know how soon when you're going to get back to the playoffs again because it's not just a guarantee, even though they expanded the playoffs a bit. Um, when you think about if you get to the Super Bowl, you don't know if you're going to ever get back just because if you look at Dan Marino, for example, he got there in his rookie season and never got back again. But just because the moment is too big for you this time, doesn't mean that you can't grow into it and become comfortable with that with that added pressure and the speed, right? Here's the problem to that, Jay. And okay. You just mentioned it. You don't know when your next shot or opportunity is coming. Right. When you when this is two thousand the two thousand twenty one two thousand twenty two season, the ride to get there. You saw what the struggle was. The struggle is real. Right. We started off seven and zero and basically backdoored our way in. And that's what a 7-0 start. The struggle that you could have, like, okay, we'll get them next year. Next year, everybody starts off 0-0, zero and zero, right. and there's no guarantee. Point in, point in case, the year the Falcons, my Falcons, after I've been there two years, we went to the Super Bowl, right? Right. 14-2 season. You know what the next two seasons produced? Well, I wasn't there, thank God, for those two. Two back-to-back 4-12 and 12 seasons. Mm. And that, that just shows you that ride and that experience – Nothing is, you know, just because you made improvements. Okay, now the next step is now. Nah, other teams are making next steps as well, and we all know every year there's six or seven brand new teams, right. just like there were this year. And I know we had the expanded field. There are brand new teams in the playoffs the following year. What's to say next year we don't end up on the outside looking in again? And then, God forbid, they either make a change now, which I'm not sure they should, but they do after next year. Then you're starting all over again. This is not. Let's pick up where we left off last year. This is we got to start all over next year, and nothing is guaranteed. So whatever experience you got, and then you got to remember, not every guy on this team is going to be here next year. We're going to have changes in all kinds of different positions, uh, whether it be through contract, free agent, draft, whatever it is. You're bringing a brand new product starting over next year, hoping that you can repeat and get to the playoffs, and hoping that this experience, uh, you know, lends itself to. You know, maybe we can do better next time. But, bro, I mean, when you get there, there's a reason why. I mean, you look at someone like a Tom Brady, and you're like, that dude has been to not the playoffs. He's been to 10 Super Bowls. <laughs> right. 11, 11 Super Bowls, I think, yeah, seven seven wins, three. So 10 Super Bowls, like, that is unfathomable, unbelievable. When you're talking about guys who played their entire careers and never made the playoffs, let alone Super Bowls, Ooh. that's how yeah. difficult it is to do. So the Cardinals, they've got a lot to shore up in the off season, whether it be personnel, uh, guys taking their game to the next level, Kyler Murray, hmm. working on some of their weaknesses, Kyler Murray, becoming a better leader on the field, Kyler Murray. I mean, these are all things that are going to have to be addressed. And then we lick our wounds. Here's the, and I'll set up after this day. One of the tough things about a game like they played yesterday. Yeah. It's like, it, it doesn't wear off fast. Hmm. This, you know, cause you got to remember season is over just like that. Right. 
Your mm-hmm. last performance is this. It's like biting into one of the worst things you've ever eaten. Like, you know, we've all done it. You mistaken <laughs> something, you ate something that was rotten or bro, try to get that stink out of your mouth, the taste, and bro, you can chew gum, you can go Listerine, you could uh, and it's still there. This mm-hmm. loss is gonna linger into the offseason. There are gonna be questions about Kyler Murray and his leadership, his size and ability to stay in the pocket or do this. Why doesn't he run more? But all these things are gonna be out there and they're gonna have to be answered and they're gonna linger. And yeah. you have to get past that. The crazy thing is that you you can't get past it until you go through the all through the regular season again, get to the playoffs again, and then win the game. That's the wild thing about it. I think I lost my brother there for a quick second. But, yeah, so when we get him back in just a moment. But that is the biggest thing. So when we're looking at this, Ed and I have talked about multiple times when it comes to the to the Arizona Cardinals, the, the weaknesses in the beginning of the season, even though they were winning, we were we were looking at kind of where the opportunities were for the for the Arizona Cardinals to be able to shore up. And one of the things, as I got my brother back here, is that the the run defense it reared its ugly head again. If we yeah. look at the the totals uh, for this one, we have what did they give up? So it was a 140 yards rushing that the Los Angeles Rams had, and it was evident. I mean, it was it was bad. It's it's I. I, I I don't understand how that wasn't able to be at least shored up a bit because you had teams, and we talked about this as we were getting closer to the playoffs, that if you're a good team, what you're going to do is you're going to push, you continue to push them, even if they're, even if you're just getting two or three yards at a time so that eventually that you break their back. It was so evident from the very beginning, Jay, some of their first runs, you know, 10, 15 yards, they were gashing us and, you know, it was evident their plan of attack. And what they did, like I said, that 140 yards that they put up could have been a whole lot worse than that, if you think mm-hmm. about it. Could yeah. have been a whole lot worse than that. <clears throat> we got lucky at some point. They were – I mean, I was like, why are they still throwing the ball? It was like they were toying with us after a while, trying to, you know, get confidence for Stafford. And you got OBJ involved. You got OBJ throwing passes, um, you know, and stuff like that. It was just – they, like they, they, yeah, like you said, toying with them. Yeah, they were using us as a hey, let's look, let's see what might work next week. That's how bad this one was. They had yes, so much control yes, of this game. Yes, it was yes, like yes, yes. they didn't even feel like they had anything to worry about. Let's let's work on a couple things <laughs> and get ready for next week. Isn't that the ultimate disrespect? Oh, absolutely. Oh absolutely. my gosh. I mean, that was they and, and and here's the thing, Jay. It was to a point where you could look at the Cardinals and you knew they were done. And, and I, you know, I was following the text with, you know, you and Jay or you, Jay and, and Sean. And I, and I, like I said, I heard the, I kept seeing the scare and I was like, they, they, they're not scared, but you could, you could almost see in their eyes. They were, they were just, man, they were confused. And that was just a bad sign. And, you know, you hate for them to go out that way because they did, if you think about it, have a good season. If you put this season in reverse and they started off, three and six or seven or something like that, and then yeah. rallied to get into the playoffs. And then, you know, like like with Pittsburgh, everybody's like, man, they did a great job just getting there, you know. <laughs> with us, it was kind of like, you know, were they fakes all along? You know, they you right. know they were just – they you know, they everybody trying to fool everybody all through the season. They weren't as good. 
it was just kind of, it was sad to see him go out like that. Man. So let me say this. So I remember, because I, this is going, I remember being in a, this is a youth, youth sports, youth football scenario. I remember my, uh, I was, I was kind of a, an assistant coach on the football team. So for my oldest son and the coach said, Hey, look, watch out. They're going to pass it to you. They're going to throw it your way, Mikey. They're going to throw it your way. I need you to make sure you stay in front of him. That's all I need you to do. Just stay in front of him. That's all I need you to do. Cool. As they broke the huddle, look, I need you to stay in front of him. <laughs> Mikey let the dude get by him. And that was the game when it, that was the game in a touchdown. When the coach said over and over again, this is what I need you to do. And he didn't do anything when he was told. So I say that to say, Cliff Kingsbury had to have said, look, you guys, it's going to be intense. It's going to be, we've got to be ready for it. This is what we're going to do. Do you put, I've seen a lot of the reaction where they put so much on it. Of, of course, when you got this, the, the franchise quarterback, so a lot's going to be there on, on his shoulders, but a lot on Kingsbury. Uh, there was a Dan Bickley who's on Arizona sports out here where we live. He wrote an article and called for Cliff Kingsbury's job. I mean, is it that extreme? Is it how much of the blame do you put on the head coach? Well, preparation, obviously, Jay, has to go to the head coach. One one of the things I didn't like was that game plan, um, no adjustments made once you got out there and saw what was and right. wasn't working on both sides of the ball. Um, the other thing was, yeah, the lack of fire and kind of ready intensity that should have warranted this, like this kind of game, it warrants dudes ready to, run through a wall. You got to be ready for this. They mm-hmm. obviously weren't prepared. A lot of that, I'll go back again, is this lack of experience, Jay, from mm-hmm. your head coach all the way down through the players. Nobody was ready for this. And maybe, you know, I'm not a big fan of, you know, like overhauling, you know, head coaches. You got to look and, 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 you know, he did make the playoffs this year. Now, end goal would have been, as all teams, once you get into the dance, everybody thinks they have a chance for the brass ring, that obviously didn't kind of come to fruition. But I'm not a big fan of, you know, and I'm, I, you know, I'm not a big Kingsbury guy, right. you know, in terms of I don't think he was a great choice in the beginning, but he has shown me that he can get us to a certain point. The question is, hmm. is that certain point good enough for management? And can he get us to the next level? That's right. the biggest question. It's not what right. he showed us. I can get you to the playoffs. Now, okay, what's your act two? Can you get us playoffs and beyond? I'm not quite sure he can do that. I mean, it would take an incredible leap and bound for me to say that dude has now got it because I even had questions on the regular season, you remember, mm-hmm. Jay. Yeah. Now we get to playoffs, and that's when you really get exposed. That's when everybody's looking like at the Cardinals, like they were just a big fraud all along. And you're almost um, the same question as Kingsbury. Where are you in terms of one, your development of this offense and your quarterback? But then you got to remember, Jay, it's not just an offense he's managing, he's managing the entire organization. Cliff, are you the guy that can take this whole organization on your back and lift it? Not just the offense to be successful from time to time. We're looking at you as the CEO that has to manage everything. That's my question. Is he a great offensive coordinator on somebody else's staff? Mm-hmm. Or is he a 
good head coach that can learn and get better and figure this out. I'm leaning after this performance once again crumble down the stretch, Jay. I'm leaning toward Kingsbury might be just a great offensive coordinator who would be great on somebody else's staff, not necessarily leading this brigade uh, year in and year out. What about if you look at if you take the take the the season into into quarters as you used to, of course, there's an additional game now, and we still, you saw the decline in the amount of points that the offense put up. I mean, you it, again, if we talk about that's the again the has to be the most frustrating thing. If I'm out there running, for those who are listening, I'm a runner. So if I'm out there and I'm trying to and I'm training and I hit and last week I did five miles and now I'm trying to do I, I need to do eight. And if I had a struggle with the five, I don't know if I'm going to be better if I'm if I'm going to excel until I get through that five miles, then to move past and try to go on to that eight. All I'm saying is this to say next season, because there's there's that there's that swoon every time that happens where you're in the second half of the season. Are they going to are they going to fall apart again? And that if because if you lose that first game, then people are going to say, uh oh. Is this the beginning of the next uh, of the next uh, uh, of the next swoon? So, y- your thoughts on on that? I think his Kingsbury's biggest issue is that he doesn't continue to evolve throughout the season, and I think that's why everybody eventually catches up to him. Because I got to be honest, beginning of the year, I was thoroughly impressed with some right. of the things he was doing. You know, and I'm not just talking. You know, there's only so many ways you can run a jet sweep or, you know, run a power play or, uh, you know, running or, you know, passing combinations and stuff like that. But he was doing different things with motions, formations, you know, getting guys in the different positions where he wasn't so predictable. What happens is, and, and we, you, this is another factor, Jay, when they okay. came out of the block, they didn't play any preseason games. So we didn't, we, you know, nobody knew what they were doing. Gotcha. So they had the advantage. After week four, five, and six, and seven, teams have all this film. They all this take. They start to know your tendencies. They're scouting you three weeks out, man. So they know exactly what you're going to do if you continue to do what you do. So what do you do, Jay? You mix, continue to mix it up and do different things. You said that the best coaches do that, like a Belichick. He'll he'll self scout in the way that how are we asking your asking your defensive coordinator, what do you see that we do that makes us predictable? The best coaches do that, right? Absolutely. And that way you're always ahead of the game. And I'll tell you another thing, Jay. I was talking to somebody. You know how we do these in-game talks and stuff like that. I had an interview on Saturday after the show with our good friend Dan, right? Mm -hmm. I called an interview. Right, right, right. So I got every question you could imagine. And one of the things that came to light, you know, I was kind of just talking to him about, how sometime in your adjustments, what you do, I mean, it's sometimes not even week to week or game to game. It's series to series. Right. You got you look at a Belichick and he will come up with something so cockeyed sometimes, but he's scouted you and he knows your tendencies and you're going to, he's going to turn your strength into your weakness now because he's now taking away. Now what's your second act? I'm right. still waiting to see what Kingsbury's second act is. In terms of, and it's like I said, after they get the tape on you, man, it's all bets are off. You've got to be just as creative week to week. And sometimes you can pull the old tricks out of the bag against certain teams. You have to be better at knowing your opponent, what they think you're going to do, do some different things, and then obviously stop what they do the best. And Kingsbury, I see he comes out with a game plan sometime, man, and it's almost like stubborn. 
this is what we're going to do, and we're just going to roll. And what's like I said, what's your second act? Yeah. I, and, and lastly, Jay, the Rams are a mess for us. They have the yeah. perfect personnel, yeah. uh, head coach the scheme against us, um, and that defense, man, they just they I mean they wreaked havoc on our offensive line on mm-hmm. Kyler. Kept Kyler in the pocket. What does Kyler turn into when he's held in the pocket, can't escape, and he's got these big bulls coming up the middle at the same time? He turns into about the most average quarterback you can imagine because he can't escape. Now he's looking through the trees, uh, taking unnecessary sacks, those spin and drop downs. There was a couple times, Jay, if you go back and look, if you step up into the pocket, that might be a little fire in there, but you got to learn to find those little, yep, there you go. You got the chuck and duck instead of stepping up into the pocket, little subtle move, you know, just going in, maybe a step, and then you can see the, bruh, his first instinct is, I'm going to spin, and if it's not there, I'm going down. Yeah. And it's just, like I said, that's one of those things he's really going to have to work on. Is that so? Let's transition as we, as we wind down here to Kyler Murray. So we talked about in terms of, the, the terrible decision making, all, all quarterbacks make, you know, bad decisions at some yeah. point in time. I don't care if you're, if you're Kyler Murray or if you're Tom Brady. But one of the things is that, so what are those behaviors that you can change or those tendencies that you can change, such as stepping up into the pocket as opposed to wanting to, as you mentioned, spin out or try to, try to scramble and, and try to use his feet, which seems to be that, that uh, escape hatch more often than not. Can you trust that line? Can you work on the line? All those th- are those things that you can, that he can improve upon to, and, and I don't know if you, some of the, some of the quotes that I heard was we as opposed to me. I know it sounds very semantics. It sounds very, very simple. Mm. But oftentimes it's here. I did this wrong, y'all. I did this wrong, and I'll do better. And it, it's 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 more of a, it comes to more of a, I did this wrong, I'll do better as opposed to as opposed to we because as the leader or that quarterback, that's that's typically what you like to see. How, can he can he become what we see that he isn't yet? Jay, that is one of the best questions you've ever asked me. And because it was funny because, you know, we get ready to, to do these shows sometime. And I was actually thinking about some of the things I would like to address. And that is actually one of those things I want to address. And you, I mean, questioned it perfectly. For me, here's what it all boils down to. Kyler Murray has a bunch of things. Like I said, don't get me wrong. He's one of the most talented quarterbacks in all of football with his skill set and the things he can do. So I'm starting there, but he has a bunch of things that he can work on. Mm -hmm. Um, His pocket presence, uh, being able to, you know how Drew Brees used to, and he's a shorter stature. You can't teach size, but Drew Brees used to get up on them tippy toes. You got to come up with some technique that's going to help you be able to see in the pocket. You might have to get on the center more. Um, Quit with all this chuck and duck, these different things, right? So with that saying, if I had to put a list together – and I was being honest with Kyler on the exit interview. I'd put all these things together. Then my next my next question to Kyler is, do you want to work on these, right? Right. Here's the thing. Kyler Murray has always been – they were talking about it yesterday. Undefeated, 43-0 and in high school. Then he went to college and he did this. Won the Heisman Trophy, blah, blah, you know. You're going on the list. This dude has been successful wherever he's gone. 
Right. But the problem, though, Jay, is successful people also have to work on some of their inefficiencies. Right. It's a mindset. You look at somebody like Tom Brady was a six-round pick, right? Yeah. He, never, he was never told how great he was. Or Tom Brady's probably one of the hardest-working dudes, even though he is the GOAT, still one of the hardest-working dudes trying to correct whatever flaw, minor, if he has a flaw, whatever his flaws are, he's yeah. still trying to correct them. You look at the Josh Allen, they talk about his accuracy coming out of college. Strongest arm up, but he's not accurate. It looks like he's worked on his accuracy a little bit. Looks like he's right. not. Is Kyler Murray willing to willing to get back, go back into the laboratory and do some of the small things right. that may, may he might think are beneath him because he's never been told you have anything to work on. He's only yeah. been told how great he is his entire life. Now it's, hey, Kyler, these are some things we got to work on. I quite, I don't know whether he's that dude that's going to go home, go, 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 to, go get a quarterback guru to teach him anything because in his mind, he might already be the finished product that he's supposed to be. Gotcha. And that's going to be something that they have to overcome in terms of just teaching him in general, you know, getting him to that next level. So that's my concern. My concern is, hey, we can come up with the list of things during the offseason, and these are things that we need to work on, Kyler. Is he willing to make the sacrifices to get better, or does he already think he's as good as every everybody has told him his entire life? It's, all, it's interesting. It's one of those things where as if uh, for folks that have been in the sales world, so let's say you're really good at getting referrals. And so they try to tell you, you need to be better at prospecting as well. So going out and cold calling, you say, ah, whatever, man, I'm not doing it. I got these referrals. Your referrals dry up and then and your, your numbers dip. Then they come in and say, now you're ready to listen. Now you're ready to learn about how to prospect. And you say, yeah, you see, either say yes or no, because that's your that's that fork in the road. You say yes, and you apply what you learn, and then you next thing you know, your numbers are back up, and you get that other stuff going, and, and then it starts to it starts to feed itself. Yeah. But if not, so you go to go to Kyler and say, all right, so now you're willing to get under center a little bit more. Nah, nah, I still don't think I need it. Hmm. I mean, I'm just saying we're just throwing stuff out there. So leave me with this. So they finish this. So the f- season is done. Or was this a failure? Was this season a failure? Oh, that's such a good question, Joe. <laughs> 11, Eleven and seven. Eleven and seven. Yeah. Got to the playoffs. I think your performance down the stretch, I won't call it a failure, makes it a disappointment. How's that? Okay. Like because that. of where you started out. And even with the couple of bumps that we had, you know, there's no shame in losing the Rams. No shame in losing, you know, uh, you know, losing to, you know, a couple of, to Indianapolis. But you look at some of where we came up short mm-hmm. and, and how we finished the season, that's where the disappointment is because there's no second chance. Once you, you know, you, you did your first completion, you know, we got into the playoffs, but now just as quickly as we got in, we're out. And I don't think we, down the stretch, even proved to ourselves that we actually belong. We look like a team that didn't belong in the playoffs. And I'm talking about the accumulative last five, six weeks. And then you get in and you turn in one of those. It's, it's like I said, it can, a lot of guys will look at this because we didn't give, give ourselves a chance at getting down the line. We came in and laid this. If you, Jay, if you go over there to to LA, hard fought 30 to 28 loss, right? Man, you can hold your head up high. This one right here. There's nothing you can 
there's nothing you can take away from that game other than the fact that you got into the playoffs. There's absolutely nothing you can take away from that game that says, yeah, you know, we, we had a great season and we belong. We're going to get better than that. No, if you play like that, you, you won't even make the playoffs next year, but that is such a bad way to end your season. It takes away from the 7-0 and start. People will not remember that you went 7-0 and years Ooh. from now. Just remember that you got in the playoffs and you just basically just straight up laid an egg and why were you there in the first place? There we go. So on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, this is this has been I am Javon Adams. This has been Believe in the Arizona Cardinals podcast. We'll you know we'll we'll be back now with since we're out of playoffs now, you know. We might be a little bit spotty here and there, but please keep you know, tell a friend and tell a friend about Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. And uh, as always, we are presented by Bet Online, as as we always like to say around this time. You can until next time we see you be easy out there. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.